You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Hey, I am Joe, and you know, we talk all the time. You see every once in a while about somebody digging up a relic that was found in the attic, right? The favorite is the old car, the old Corvette or Thunderbird from the 50s even, sitting down in a garage somewhere that everybody's forgot about, right? And it's got a tarp on it, and it's so dusty, you can't even make it your way in there. Well, it happened again, and this time it was in, believe it or not, Kinderhook. That's right. <laughs> if you're in Kinderhook, it's too late. Uh, I'll tell you right up front, the painting is already at Sotheby's. <laughs> okay? You're, you're like, what? Uh, so... You can't get your hands on it. It, it, So the story is always after the fact, right? Way after the fact. It's pretty amazing. And one of the things I really liked about this part of our country is the influence of the Dutch. Uh, Some of the names that were here, I've often thought, I wonder what it would have been like, you know, if the English and the Dutch hadn't had a treaty over that spice island somewhere in the world they were fighting over. And, you know, the Dutch said, okay, England, you can have it. And everything changed to New York and instead of New Amsterdam. Anyway, but um, this oil sketch turns out was done by a Dutch master when he was kind of young and still studying painting. Uh, His name is uh, Anthony Van Dyke. And as I said, it's going up for auction. It was purchased on a hunch back in 2002 for 600 bucks. So, you know, it was a pretty good purchase. It was an estate auction. And I guess it had been in a garage (laughs) just collecting whatever you bird droppings you can collect in a garage that's what it was it was amazing uh this uh this painter uh it's called a study of saint jerome which is not something that i would put up anywhere in my house i just wouldn't do it i mean if you if you look it up google it look it up you'll see for yourself but don't do it in front of your kids anyway uh, it was likely created, you know, in the, in the early 1600s, and it depicts an elderly man with a long beard slouching on a chair. He does not have any clothes on. For some reason, thanks, Dutch master painter. Uh, but the man who bought it was then, he was 87 then, and he's not around anymore. And in 2019, the painting uh, went to the, uh, the Albany Institute of History and Art, uh, authenticated it. And as I said, now it's at Sotheby's. And if you want to go, I mean, you can keep track of it and you can go and bid on it. Uh, you better bring a pretty hefty checkbook if you do. The expected selling price is $3 million. Oh, yeah. That's all, folks. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Sound of Life. I am Joe. And let me just tell you, this story starts out really sad and bad and stuff and uh, Macy admitted it. She said I'm about to be 21 uh, and my whole life I thought this earth was such a cruel world and a terrible place until I was 19. What happened when she was 19? And she said there's so many people in this world that have such evil and hatred in them and I just never felt so disgusted by people and the things that they do and do to others. And I uh, Macy, we all are in that boat. We, I mean, if you turn on the news for a day, then there it is, right? It's just the way it is. But she was going through unimaginable, really physical stuff that I just never even know happened to somebody. She was born with an incurable and agonizing disease 
that made her life, in her opinion, not worth it. It's called visceral neuropathy with pseudo-obstruction. She said, that being said, not many people have it. Not many people have even heard of it. Not many, you don't even know what it means, do you? Obstruction doesn't sound good. I can tell you know what that means, right? She was born with a stomach and intestines that didn't work. She had to be fed through a tube in her stomach. And, uh, and then her intestines would work for a while enough to keep her alive. She got so big when she was three years old. Her stomach got so big, she, like, she was pregnant three-year-old, said, running around. That's, that'll warp your mind right there. It's just amazing. She said, I was in such pain all the time. Never had any friends and stuff. In fact, the pharmacy or the doctor, the doctor thought I just wanted just the pain meds, just to have them. She said, that's how much I was in pain. I lived like 23 out of 24 hours a day in bed and crying. Wow, we. But one time she actually had her intestines. She had all these surgeries. Once she had her intestines put in backwards. I don't even want to. I don't even want to go there. All right. But she details about all this that's going on, and you just cry. That's just amazing. But she was 19 years old. She got a life-saving four-organ transplant. She says, it's been a year and six months, and my life has completely turned around. I have friends. I can do things that I was never able to do. And I'm here to tell you to have faith in the good people in this world because of this 12 to 15-year-old girl and her family cared enough for others to give me the gift of life. There are good people that do good things. That's true. And how do you know they're good? Because of the contrast of the bad, right? They're such bad, and she's seen it. She knows exactly what is good. Wow. She just shines like a sun in the night, right? People that are good. So Macy said, thank you all. God bless every single donor out there. This is me now, greeting every day with a smile, thanking God for the amazing people in life. Thank you for sharing. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Did you know there's a country in Africa called Djibouti? I think that's how you pronounce it, even though it starts with a D, Delta, Djibouti, yes. That was pointed out to us yesterday. Thank you, Connie, manager. Did you know that there are Christians there? Did you know that they are sharing the gospel with Muslims? Lord, we pray for those wisdom for those Christians in the country of Djibouti who are sharing the gospel with Muslims through social media. We ask you to bless that effort. Of course you will. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Pop some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The sound of life. One thing that I love about this guy is the fact that he is so daring. You know, anybody that will climb the outside of a skyscraper. Remember those from back in the day? It was a guy in New York City did that. I mean, they're very rare. I have no idea why there has to be a law. I don't even know if there is. But there's always police waiting for them at the top. And they probably shake his hands and say, thanks for not falling off. You know, and they find him a dollar or something like that. But, you know, why would you have to have a law? You know, it's against the law. People are lining up to climb this 50-story building on the outside. No, I don't think so. But... He is. Uh, he was at the uh, March for Life a week ago in Washington, D.C., there on the mall. And he calls himself the pro-life Spider-Man because he climbs buildings. He gets up near the top and he unveils a banner, usually, that clearly shows that life is valuable and that he is pro-life. And he said, I risk everything to save these babies. 
like climbing these tall buildings. You got to love that because, I mean, that is a stunt that everybody's going to cover, right, because it's so rare. Every news agency is going to cover it. The film is going to get out. It's pretty amazing right there. He's 23 years old. <laughs> wow. We, and he's got national attention by climbing these skyscrapers, and he raises awareness. It's a very, very cool thing to do. There's a whole story about him and why he does it, you know, what he found out, all this kind of stuff. Uh, his name is Maison, Maison Bichon. I, I, I can't do French, but I'm trying. So uh, he's originally from Michigan, moved to Las Vegas. Man, so young. That's the thing that I'm so amazed at. <laughs> he's so young. He's just, uh, he's just uh, an amazing guy there. Pro-life Spider-Man. Who would have ever thought we'd have one of those? Quickly, right? yeah. before it's too late, press the superhero button. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face. And a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. I am Joe. Welcome to Cup of Joe Morning Show. And last weekend was a big pro-life weekend. Friday was March in Washington. And Sunday was Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. Maybe you did a big thing at church. All that stuff. Maybe your church is already set up. You've announced from the pulpit or the front of the church or whatever that your church is pro-life. We want to make sure that anybody here, you find yourself in a situation, you come to us. Okay, we will take care of you. We will nourish you. The life inside of you is created by God, no matter how the external circumstances happen. Okay, that's the thing you have to remember right there. That is God's creation, and that's what most people who are pro-life believe. So churches, you need to know that it's it's not political. Okay, a lot of times, oh, we don't take a political. It's ministerial. You're ministering to people. By doing that, okay? Because that other side, that other industry is not there to pick up pieces. They are there to create pieces in shattered lives. They are not there to pick them up. But God's church better be because God is equipping you to do that. That's what God does, right? Didn't think I was going to get up on a soapbox like that today. <laughs> That's very important. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. Great prayer for relationships, right? Thanking God for making it possible that we have relationships, you know, that love others. Delight in honoring them. I, I, I like a person that put it best like this. Today, somebody's going to bump into you. So what part of you is going to spill out onto them, right? Are they going to walk away with a great fragrance, great feeling? The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The sound of life. Find myself this time of the year longing about places that are warm, right? Thinking about sipping a little cup of joe out on the lanai, looking at the golfers go by, thinking, ooh, that's it's down in the 60s. It's a little chilly. <laughs> the way it is, don't we all? So I thought I'd get a hold of my friend Lisa and find out they're, they're in Florida, but they moved. Are you all settled now, Lisa? Yes, we are in Lake City, Florida. Wow. Um, it's totally different than Naples, but <laughs> it's very country here. But it's very low-key, very inexpensive. Wow. Um, our HOAs in Naples was the same amount as my insurance on my house and my taxes here. I remember you were talking about that. That was, oof, that's so, up there. Yeah, yeah, so we're saving a lot of money. That's why That's why we moved, because of the, it was all financial. 
Wow. I want to be retired, and I want to stay retired. And the only way I can <laughs> yeah, stay right. and be retired is living here, not in Naples. <laughs> Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The sound of life. Well, hey, I am Joe, and not to be a down or anything, but, I mean, it's a big anniversary. It's something you got to remember. And General Eisenhower is the one when he was called to look at um, one of the concentration camps that were liberated in uh, Germany as the war was you know, going to be victory for the Allies pretty soon, uh, he said a statement that now is engraved in stone because he knew he had the, the uh, awareness and knew that they're trying to cover this up. They were trying to cover, the Germans trying to cover it up like right now, but they left a lot of people to die and stranded a lot of people. They had to get out of there, and they a lot of it wasn't covered up. Some amazing stories, of course. Um, but he said, I want this recorded and photographed because in the future, somebody may try to say that this didn't happen. Boy, how prophetic was he? Eisenhower was. But months before that happened, it was this day, January 27th, that the Russian army coming from east of Poland Headed west, came across the Auschwitz concentration camp. And to their horror, you know, these soldiers, American soldiers, all these allied soldiers coming into these, they had no idea what they were coming on. And it didn't take very long to realize that these people, by the hundreds and hundreds and thousands, are just being destroyed. And boy, it affected a lot of them. And you're talking about soldiers that had been through years of war. Yeah, we're just stunned. But today, in 1945, 7,000 or more than that, 7,000 prisoners at Auschwitz were released that day. And then, of course, the different concentration camps. That was in western Poland, southern Poland. But then they had some in Germany, too. Dachau. I'm trying to think of the na- some of the names of them. But um, there was a, a couple of years ago, of course, was the 75th anniversary of that end. I know one person, uh, one soldier stopped at the gatehouse, went inside, got something, came out, and the driver said, what'd you get? He said, the date stamped. I I got the date because I want never to forget the day that it ended. Mm. To watch these people tell the stories is incredible. Now, I understand there's thousands of survivors that are in Israel. They're still alive, so pray for them. A lot of them, um, very meager conditions, to say the least. Um, so remember them in your prayers. But some of the stories that have come out, uh, incredible. Uh, the, the Germans, uh, you know, it's amazing that they cataloged everything. They wrote down the names of everybody. They were just, they're so precise in their history as a culture that even though there was a, there's a group of people that they, they're intent on destroying and wiping from the face of the earth, that they're going to catalog all this stuff. Um, they had and they hired and then hire him. I'm sorry. They, they had a Jewish man who they made sure stayed alive and was well fed to take the photographs of them. And uh, thankfully, he hid. He was told destroy all this. You know, okay, I'll get right to it. No, he didn't. He had presence of mind to save a lot of that. The stories go on and on. It's incredible. But uh, I invite you to to check it out. You know, it's not something... I was watching this past week. I was watching videos that are made, movies that are made and stuff, documentaries and stuff. And honestly, I don't recommend watch them, you know, but because 
you know, it kind of it affects you. It really does. It was something that happened in history that just shows you how powerful that that evil can be. You know, if you let it go, that's an amazing thing. But these stories are what's so encouraging. The people who risked, who said, I can't do it. I remember one man was being interviewed. 60 Minutes does this whole thing on him. Uh, it was a couple of years ago. And he was like 19 when he got in to the underground and stuff. And they said, weren't you scared? And he said, scared. He said, I would have ended my life. He said, we all knew what was happening. We all knew about the 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 Jewish, the Drancy, the, the, the uh, ghetto. And stuff. We knew the trains were leaving and stuff. You know, it was terrible. We had to do something. And so he did something. And it was amazing how many people had that, whatever capacity they were in, they were trying to save the lives of those people. Don't tell me that people aren't down inside somewhere pro-life. You are. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.